Hello world. Welcome to the Wheels for All podcast, Roll On. Wheels for All is a student-led nonprofit organization that has donated over 100 bikes to low-income families as part of our mission to provide free and reliable transportation for everyone. For our fourth episode, we are here with the wonderful Heath Ellison from Arizona. Uh, so to start off, Heath, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, what do you do? Yeah, uh, well, thank you so much for uh, inviting me onto the show. I, I love the cause and, and everything that you guys are doing. Um, so I, I couldn't be more thrilled to um, join you all. Uh, so I am the director of marketing services for uh, an international um, real estate organization. Um, and I, my second job, <laughs> or second shift, if you will, is um, uh, I'm co-founding a cycling apparel brand as we speak. And um, then I guess my third shift, but my favorite job is uh, being a, a husband and uh, dad to my two boys. Yeah, um, that's really cool that you have like all these kind of, you have like your main job and you also have like, like kind of like your, your own passion on the side that you can, that you can also like spend time in. So like, what's your job like for anyone that might be interested in going? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So I uh, oversee the, like I said, the marketing services department um, or team for um, really ultimately what we do is focus on the being the liaison for our ownership groups or investor groups um, who are interested in creating a, or building a, an apartment complex, if you will, to keep it simple, um, for rental housing. So they'll come in, they'll have a vision and ask us, you know, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. Uh, these are the finishes. This is kind of the, um, I guess, the dream that we have. How can you guys bring it to life? And so me and my team will connect with copywriters, um, any, really anyone, designers, uh, anyone in marketing. Uh, we actually operate as an in-house agency. Um, so if there are you know, videos that need to be created, if there's campaigns that need to be created um, to bring the, the asset to life, if you will, within the market, um, that's really our bread and butter and our passion uh, and it's full of uh, creative minds who just absolutely um, love being able to, to create a home and, and market that um, within the area of wherever the building's going up. Yeah, it sounds like you have like a lot of activities that you like to do or like um, new things that you may want to start. How do you think the pandemic has like affected these plans? Uh, well, yeah, it, the pandemic, I think, shook us all, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, professionally, personally, emotionally, um, it, it really, I mean, it's kind of crazy to believe uh, it's been a year here in Phoenix um, that we went into lockdown, if today's the ninth, almost a year ago today, uh, and how life has just completely changed. Um, so, you know, professionally, um, it, it rocked a lot of things. Um, our, our, residents are used to being able to go into the office and speak with the personnel there and make a human connection. Um, and same with our, our team members that are on site. Um, they're used to 
making that connection with the residents in person. Um, and that's really like a, there's something genuine about the human connection and being there in person that um, we really enjoy across the board, uh, whether it be in marketing or as the onsite team. So uh, going virtual, uh, I think we were all thrusted into this new way of doing uh, business. And so um, that was probably, uh, you know, I guess from a business standpoint that that really rocked the world and not being able to me not being able to connect with my team we all uh, share an office and I love being able to sit down and it just outside of my office there's you know all the creative designs and direction and, and the imagination coming to life um, all the papers get posted up or were posted up outside of my office so um, being able to see those those visions come to life and the conversations around it in person um, there's just something organic and almost like joyful that comes up every time um, that we go through a new brand. So that was huge for me um, in, in that capacity. Uh, as far as starting new things uh, within the pandemic, it has opened up, I guess, new ways of, of thinking about things. Um, and, and for me uh, specifically, so um, one of the things that I decided I would lean into is uh, cycling uh, and then more so into like photography and sharing my adventures um, that I can do locally here in the area. So I, I love being able to go out and I've always had a passion for running. Um, I got into cycling uh, about 10 years ago. And when the pandemic hit and lockdown hit, I'm like, all right, I can only run so many days <laughs> uh, and I'll only do so many push-ups on my couch, like with my legs inverted, like I've got to do something else. So I got the bike tuned up uh, and started putting in the miles again on the bike uh, and really just fell in love with it again. So um, enjoyed that. And then it reconnected, going through that reconnected me with a really close friend of mine from college um, who had always had a dream of cycling and he, uh, you know, it, him and I got to talking about his vision and what he wants to do with it. And he ended up flying out here during the pandemic for, uh, he, he has a day job as well. So his, it's his, his side job. Um, but ended up flying out here for business. He's like, Hey, you want to go for a hike? And then it turned into kind of a business proposition. Like, Hey, do you want to, uh, take some pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, I am uh, in no way, shape, or form a traditional model. <laughs> Usually we hire the talent. I am not the talent. Um, but kind of coming out of my, my comfort zone there and, and getting behind the camera that day um, thrusted me into more discomfort and I guess opening up um, some new experiences that I did kind of enjoy. So I uh, started picking up my camera uh, and snapping pictures and, you know, using Lightroom and getting to learn a little bit more uh, about uh, deeper levels of, of becoming a photographer. So um, it really opened up that passion as well. So I, I all, all was not lost with the pandemic. I know it, it, it shook everyone's world differently and everybody experienced um, it, you know, some, some worse than others for sure. Um, and we had our fair share of, of scary situations that happen with us, but um, just staying positive and, and finding those avenues and, and really trying to make the most out of it, um, I think is what carried me through. Um, and so I just hope that I can kind of 
share that joy with everyone else and, and be a little bit of a light and in it all. Yeah, I think the pandemic is just, it's really affected people's lives, obviously, but I feel like something that most people don't realize is that there can also be some like positive changes that have come out of the last maybe year or so. Because like, I know that recently we've all had a lot more time to ourselves and that time can really be used to kind of discover new things or pick up new hobbies. Like personally for me, um, over the pandemic, I got into cooking because my grandparents are uh, really good cooks and I decided to pick up on that. And that's, that's one thing that I kind of do pretty regularly these days now. And I also learned awesome. how to, yeah. <laughs> and, and I also learned how to ride a skateboard. Um, oh, no way. My dad, yeah, my dad um, always wanted to learn how to ride a skateboard because he's one of those people who kind of like wants to learn how to do everything. So I remember a few years ago, he bought like a $10 skateboard from like Walmart or something. And he was like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna learn how to skateboard. It's gonna be so cool. But then like, he just never had time for it because he's really busy. Yeah, he has to go to, yeah, he has to go to the office for work uh, five days a week and all that stuff. So he yeah, never had time that's to do it. time. And then the <laughs> pandemic came around, yeah. And then the pandemic came around and then like over the summer, last summer was when he finally had the chance to, to go to a parking lot and learn how to ride a skateboard. And then you got me as well as my sister into that as well. So now the three of us, sometimes we go around the neighborhood on our skateboards and it's really fun. That's amazing how it really brings families together. That's a similar situation with my dad and I. He got really into cycling and bought a new bike. So him and I have been going on rides. So it is it is kind of cool how it, it did in many ways. Yes, it, it stripped us apart from connections with other humans that we're normally doing um, or having engagements with, whether it be at school or um you know, whatever, just going to get a coffee, right? Um, but it also thrusted, I think, in many ways, that families made the most of it, um, brought families closer together, too. Um, so I 100% I agree with you. What, uh, what kind of skateboarding are you doing? Like longboarding? Or? Yeah, I ride, I ride a longboard. Um, do you? I haven't been able to do any tricks yet, but maybe I'll learn one day. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I don't know any tricks uh, on a bike or uh, many and just in general. <laughs> so <laughs> you uh, keep at it and I'm sure that you'll find them. I, I used to ride a longboard uh, back in college. That's how I got around from class to class. So um, you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll get comfortable on it in due time. Yeah. I picked up roller skating because uh, well, my brother had a bike and I used to take it all the time, but then over the summer, since like obviously no one really knew how to drive, so we would just bike everywhere. And he usually took the bike and I had nothing. And I remember begging my parents for like roller skates like two or three years ago and I got them and then never used them because like I was always busy. So like yeah. really like over the pandemic, I finally got to like use them and I went to like a roller link ro ro roller rink like once or twice. And then I just picked up on it. It was actually not that bad. I was kind of scared to try it, but like, it was fine. You, you got um, like the old school four wheel yeah. like, side by sides? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you go with stopper on the front? Yeah, it's one of those, yeah. That's awesome. Oh man, it's so funny how, you know, you, you take away that time that everybody spent in the car where we're commuting around um, going from point A to point B and just put everyone in place for a little bit 
um, and how much free time that opens up. Like how much time are you wasting getting ready, you know, just to go do something and, and how long does it take you to get there? If you remove that time and, and replace it with something else that you're, you know, you just open up a capacity and a space to find a new hobby or a new passion that you never really put time towards. Um, and I think it's, it, there is some beauty in it um, that I, I, hopefully everybody had that experience or had that opportunity and was able to take advantage of it. So it's super cool that you guys were, sounds like we all kind of had the same mindset. Uh, we're like, all right, well, you know, I don't, I didn't have this time normally. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick this up. Yeah, I feel like everyone had the time to like um, pick up on new hobbies or like start like working on themselves instead of just focusing on everything else around them too. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's something to that. It's some a little little extra self care, maybe get to know yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some people are like they they didn't know who they were right without all these extra things distracting them. So it gave them that extra opportunity to learn a little bit more about me right yeah um so yeah. you're also wondering like how like you, you're doing the Ironman triathlon how training and everything like that is going on for you oh uh so that was I did that a long time ago um so I am not training for that now <laughs> um that was a super cool experience if you ever get the opportunity to or have an interest and it, I say, go for it. Um, similar situation. I, so it was two, 2010, the market at that time was not that great. I had just graduated college and couldn't find a job. Um, everybody, uh, that had just graduated pretty much had already filled, uh, the positions that probably the two or three years before there were a lot of furloughs that were going on um, at that time. And so we were, it wasn't for another year until things really started to pick up for um, the job market, especially for somebody that didn't have any experience <laughs> as a professional uh, trying to go straight from college into the workforce. So um, with that, I found myself bored again <laughs> and was like, all right, there's only, I was working at a sushi restaurant. Um, that I had worked at throughout college and they had promoted me to a manager. Um, and I was like, well, there's only so many days a week that I can do this. Um, what else am I going to do with my time? Like, how do I, how do I take advantage of this time um, and make myself better, maybe more marketable? Um, or do I find a passion that uh, a, new, a new hobby or something like, what is it? What's I, let's check something out. Um, and so I had studied business and kinesiology in college and ended up, um, thinking I wanted to go into physical therapy. And then after I saw the job market, uh, just like, I don't know if I want to take up more student debt, uh, and more time at college. Um, it, at that time you'd have to go back for, for, I think it was two more years, um, that I would have had to go to college. Anyways, I digress. Long story short, ended up getting my personal training certificate. And through that, I was like, let's see what this body can do before I start pushing other people to see what their body can do. Um, and so through that, I ended up finding an interest in the bike. I ended up buying, buying a new bike and 
Um, I hated the pool. <laughs> just like, why? I don't, I don't know if I want to do this, but I might as well try. I think I ended up seeing some sort of Iron Man um, documentary that was on, uh, I can't remember what channel it was, but I found inspiration from it. It was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Let's do it. Um, and I, I told my roommate, I was like, here's what I'm thinking. Why don't we do this together and we can hold each other accountable? He's like, rock on, man. I'm all for it. If we're going to do it, though, we got to go big and we got to do it in somewhere like Hawaii. Like, man, that's like where the pros go. Uh, <laughs> we are not the pros. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's see if we can if we can do it. So um, ended up signing up for the Half Iron Man, and it was um, probably something that I just fell in love with as far as like getting into the gym and spending that time um, training. I loved it. My roommate at the time was, didn't take it as seriously. Um, but it was a really cool process to do with a close friend, um, and, and be able to like share that experience with someone else. So it wasn't just solely me. Um, so it, it was though, I mean, every day you're training, um, I probably spent four hours a day in the gym. My recovery days were my, my days working at the sushi restaurant where I was on my feet for 12 to 16 hours. Um, so, um, you know, it, as soon as I ended up getting a job, um, it was shortly after I ended up finishing the Ironman, um, it shattered my entire routine. I put on weight, I was eating, this delicious muffin every morning from the little bakery that was under our office. And I really started to miss it. Um, so uh, I can definitely be thankful for the pandemic, bringing me back around to that passion. But if, uh, if anybody's ever, if anybody is ever even like thinking about, Oh, I can't do it. Um, or I would never be able to do something like that. Let me tell you, I thought the same thing and I did it and I fell in love with it and that may be you know something hopefully if if that advice resonates with anyone and inspires anyone else um I, I would be thrilled to know that I was able to pass that along that that inspiration or that spark um that I felt uh, and they're able to find that love for themselves and, and be able to enjoy something themselves too so that was a really long-winded answer <laughs> but it was yeah. awesome and go out and do it yeah, it's funny you say that because like, I remember, I think I was like six or seven when I heard about it and instantly I was like, oh, I can definitely do that. Like I was so like confident in myself and then I grew I up that. and I realized how much it actually is and I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> so uh, as far as like how much the, how far the distance is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no joke. I mean, and it's funny. I even think about it now. I, I did the half. Um, so that's a 70.3 mile race. Um, I, Hey, if you, if you thought that you had an interest in it, I would say, go for it. Do not tell yourself it's too far. Um, since then I've seen three, four of my really close friends come across the finish line and do the full Ironman. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys like doubled what I did. I don't know how you did that. It's incredible. So if you, if you have an interest in it, lean into it especially now while you can while you have the extra time yeah yeah personally for me like I can barely run miles without like feeling exhausted so like 
I'm not like, I mean, I guess I could train for it, but it would probably just take a lot of time. You could do it. If you can run a mile, you can run five miles. Yeah. And then half a half a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how like uh, the things that we later find ourselves to the things that we later like realize that we love doing kind of originate from us trying to just find something to do because we're bored. Like for example, like for me, like I used to play piano a lot and then I stopped playing. But then after quarantine, like I realized, hey, I have nothing to do. I'm stuck at home. Like. 90% of the time anyway, so I might as well just play something on the piano. And then like, after a while, I kind of got into it. And then like these days, like I just play something when I'm like feeling stressed and it really helps with that. That's, I, I love that. I wish I would have stuck with piano. I, I ended up getting into drums. I was like, I want to be the, like the cool guy and like beat on the drums and make all the noise. Uh, but there is just something, the piano and the saxophone that just move me. Um, so stick with it. it that I, I would love to be able to go. My parents have an extra piano in their house and I could just imagine like, it was almost like every time I went over for Christmas or some holiday or just birthday or whatever it may be. And um, I'm like, man, it, some background noise would be nice. And then I, you know, there's only so many times I can play. Uh... <laughs> so keep it up. I, I would definitely encourage that. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you're uh, creating a brand for sustainable cycling apparel. So uh, what inspired you to, to do that? Yeah, well, that's... Um a journey from just having a passion for cycling um, myself and then connecting with my good friend who ended up falling in love with it. One of the Ironmen uh, who, who went further than me. Um, he ended up falling in love with cycling as well. And uh, recently within the past couple of years, Travel bikes have become a thing where, you know, you get a little bit more freedom. It's not a full-blown mountain bike, but you still get the speed of a road bike. Um, and, you know, you can go adventuring a little bit more. And, you know, he's he's the type of person packed or wants to make an impact in the world. And it's like, you know, there's nobody that's that they I really want to lean into this like full bore and, and have it be sustainable. I want to be able to give back um, to some organization that's going to be able to further make an impact. So why don't we take some of, uh, you know, some of the, the revenue that we make and give it back and send it over um, to some organization that will be able to help further this. Uh, meanwhile, making cyclists feel good and, and look good and um, just enjoy themselves while being on the bike. So I won't speak for him. Uh, I'll definitely let him speak to his part. But you know, when I when I downloaded with him on it, um, I fell in love with it. I actually thought about going to into sustainability uh, and changing my my major. My wife uh, talked me out of changing my major <laughs> um, right before I ended up graduating. But sustainability uh, at that time was from an educational standpoint, um, was just kind of breaking through. And so, you know, I found a lot of interest in it. Um, I, I actually started 
uh, going to school for environmental design um, or landscape design uh, and, and definitely have a passion for that. So it all kind of stems from that. And I guess this is uh, my opportunity to be able to maybe uh, create some space for, for me to um, make an impact there or follow that dream, if you will. Thing with a close friend of mine, uh, one of the Ironmen who um, ended up finding a passion for cycling as well. Um, he, through this, always wanted to create a brand um, that was a little bit different and, and stood for something. So um, he started down that path. And one day I ended up coming across Instagram and he had like already kind of started like putting some things out there. I just saw like a coming soon. Um, I think it was spring or, or January, 2021 um, sometime last year. And I'm like, all right, who all is following this? Uh, and I look and it's like my close friend, his family of a couple of like, probably like 10 other friends who were following it. I'm like, Jason, what is this? Um, what is Rome? You know, I, what is this Rome cycling? You are keeping a secret from me. And he's like, oh, it's just like this little thing that I'm working on. And I'm like, well, you got to give me more than that. What is it? <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, it's going to be a sustainably focused cycling apparel brand. I'm like, oh my God, tell me more. Like, this is right in line with some of my passions. Um, and let me know, like, if I can help with anything. And he actually, this was the time when he ended up coming out, flying out uh, for a business trip and asked if I wanted to go for a hike, which ended up turning into a photo shoot. <laughs> And um, so we got to talking about the brand a little bit more and I fell in love with it um, and, you know, from the name all the way down to what it stands for and, and what the impact will be. So um, I, I am wearing the shirt now. Um, and so if you're familiar, it, you know, I, I thought it was very well thought out. This is the alchemy symbol for earth um, and the brand is Rome and comes together as Rome, the earth. Um, and then with the sustainability efforts that go that we're planning on putting together behind it, I'm like, I've got to get on board. Like, how can I help you? <laughs> how can I be a part of this? Um, so that's ultimately um, where the genesis of it started. Um, and since then, I've, I've actually fallen even more in love with it. And, you know, he he let me know. He's like, you you have a great vision for this. And I'm not going to be able to do all this by myself. Like, do you want to? you want to jump on board for the long haul? Like, yes, absolutely. Um, let's do something cool here. So yeah, mm -hmm. the rest is history. Yeah. Well, not history yet. We've, we've, we've got a few more hoops that we've got to jump through, but um, that's at least the, the story leading up to now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I think we have matching uh, Apple watch bands. Yeah. Jason actually gives me crap for my white one. He thinks I need a black one. I'll tell him right now, you and I are rocking with the, the main white with the black spots. You yeah. get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. Um, so you've obviously done like accomplished a lot of things. Is there like a certain like quote or philosophy that motivates you or keeps you going? Ooh, good question. Gosh, you know, I, there was a mantra that I followed 
for the Ironman. And you know, I'll probably butcher it because it's been 10 years since I repeated it every day, but um, you, you won't know how far you can go until you've gone too far. Um, and that was kind of the mantra that I followed um, through the Ironman. And that got me through the distances. And I, you know, I was always worried about some sort of injury. Um, and I, I guess that's kind of followed me through all the way up till now, even when I'm at, you know, dog tired, um, trying to get through normal business and then carving out space for uh, Rome. And then also, uh, you know, my boys, they play basketball and all of their things. You know, uh, somehow uh, you, you'll figure it out, right? You don't know how far you, I, I haven't yet passed out from exhaustion. So uh, I'll, I guess I'll keep putting more on or, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll sleep a little less and see if I can shave off another, um, hour there, but it really does help having, not having to commute, uh, at this time, uh, and being able to do everything virtually and not having to travel. Um, I guess the, the energy reservoirs, uh, got a little bit of charge. Uh, so thank, thanks COVID <laughs> for that piece. Um, but you know, I, I say that all joking aside, um, it, it was a very serious pandemic, so I, I don't want to make light of it, um, by any means, but it, it was something that I was able to, to take advantage of and, and lean into, um, for myself. So, you know, wherever one door closes another opens, I guess that's another good quote too. Yeah. Personally, I mean, like for me right now, I just try to tell myself that like, um, like if things are like kind of bad now, I mean, like, it's okay because like personally, like for me, I know that like I still have a lot of my life to live and a lot of people still have a lot of their lives left to live. I feel like people like kind of live in the present too much. Like they always think about like what's happening to them right now, what's gonna happen to them like in the immediate future. But if you kind of like take a step back and then you realize like, like these, like let's say like coronavirus, right? And the whole pandemic, right? A lot of people are going around and saying like, oh, like, I'm wasting my life right now. So much time has gone by. Nothing has happened. You know, I'm wasting the prime of my life. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be like one or two years, right? And most people these days, they're going to live past 80 or maybe even 90, right? So in yeah. the grand scheme of things, it's not that big a deal when you think about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure everyone at the beginning of the pandemic, like quarantine, they realized it was going to be over in like two or three months. So they were like, okay, we'll just enjoy it. Because like at first, and for like people in school, at least, it was kind of just like, um, oh, we get a two week spring break instead of like a one week spring break, you know, and then we would come back to school and that's it. So and then later in like August or around that time, everybody was like, like, we had so much time and we just like, we can like, we could have used it to do something for ourselves, you know. Yeah. What I tell me about that experience, because I, I mean, my kids are so young, they don't know any difference. They're like, yeah, we get to be home with you. But <laughs> when are we going back to school? They're, they actually miss their friends at school. Um, that's probably like the, the biggest feedback that I've heard, but I can't even imagine um, what that would be like and, and having it shut down. Did you guys end up doing virtual classes or how did? Yeah, we had. Tell me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had. So it was like we got um, kicked out of school like a week before spring break. So um, they just said that it was going to be like we're going to have the week off and then we're going to go into spring break and then we'll see if we can come back to school the week after. But they already planned out like the Zoom meetings just in case. And then we ended up going through with that. And we had like work to do in every class for every day, but it was like very like not serious. 
because they just thought we would come back to school. So they were just kind of like trying to pass time, trying to get us to do something. And then we just ended off the school year like that. Wow. Did you guys, did they, so were you graded like traditionally? Like, um, like so the grades that we ended off school with were like our concrete grades and the ones that we did after weren't really like counted as grades, even though they went in the grade book. Like if you like didn't do as well, like virtual, then they just take the original grade as your semester grade. So I that gotcha. was us, I guess. That's so wild. I like I cannot even imagine. I it, what what year are you guys? I'm a junior. Junior. I'm a junior. I can't even. And then yeah, it sucks a lot because like especially for the seniors, um, like last year's seniors, yeah. they missed out on prom, graduation, all those things. And then this year's seniors, they've missed out on like pretty much everything. I mean, like yeah. maybe like prom and graduation, there's still hope for that. But other than that, I mean. Like the whole the whole year has been online, and they, you know, I think at least for me and her, I think we'll still be able to get a somewhat normal senior year. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Are you so? Is spring break now for you guys, or coming up? It's in like yeah, a week. It's pretty much the one year anniversary of, you know, like everything. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't yeah. imagine. I think Saturday is the one year anniversary of being kicked out of school. How do you guys feel yeah. about that? I mean, yeah, like back then people thought like, oh, we get an extended spring break, like hooray, like, right? And then like, we, we, didn't, we didn't think it was gonna go on for this long. We just thought it was gonna be like a few weeks thing, maybe like a month and then it'd be done and then we'd go back to normal. But then like after a while, like it just kept getting dragged on and like the cases kept going up and then like it just, kept on, you know, getting longer and longer. And then like eventually yeah. kind of realized like. Yeah, I still remember like, <laughs> um, um, like videotaping, like the announcement, like we had an announcement in third period saying like on Friday, the last day of school, um, saying that we weren't gonna come back to school the next week. And I remember like videotaping the entire announcement. So it's gonna be crazy to like re-listen to that on Saturday. Oh like, my gosh. That was a year ago. Yeah, well, and what, so, I mean, what was going through your, your mind there i mean i was like almost fearful you know i'm like whoa this is scary like what the heck uh, what is going on <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone like at least like like my, no, like none of my friends or anyone were really like fearful we're just kind of like we were kind of hoping that um we'd get the week off just just for the second like the two weeks of spring break instead of one just to get extra days off of school but we didn't we really didn't expect this to happen like one week of school wouldn't have been so bad if the pandemic didn't exist yeah and i cannot even imagine we didn't skip a beat with business i mean i we moved everybody into you know working from home and that business as usual like it was not anything different we were constantly having to create that was probably the wildest part was creating all of like the signage that had to go onto the property for what does the mask look like is it going to be on brand with the brand of the asset like it those were like the wildest things. And so it was busier than ever. Um, it definitely did not feel like it was any downtime by any means. <laughs> but it, it was kind of terrifying at the same time too. You know, you would hear, I had just brought on a new hire um, and she had family that was in Wuhan. And I'm like, oh my God, like 
how are they doing? What's going through their mind? Like it, it was so, I was almost fascinated by it and how it affected everybody's lives individually um, and, and their families. Like it's just such a, a different experience for everyone. Um, it's kind of wild. So your experience with school, I'm like, what? I can't even imagine. Like, what was that like? <laughs> Everyone took it really lightly at the beginning. They were like, there's no way this is going to turn into like a big thing. Because it's just like, it seems like almost impossible at the time. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm glad I wasn't alone <laughs> in that mindset. <laughs> I remember for us, for us as well, like none of us really thought too much about it at the time. And I think a lot of us, including me actually, we're actually kind of hoping that we, that school would be canceled because the only thing we, we that went through our minds at the time was oh like an extended spring break like that sounds cool right so like none of we right. like none of us could have expected like that you know like the whole world would have you know just completely shut down no i know it was wild well we're here <laughs> a year later yeah a whole year later so um, I guess if we don't have much else to talk about, we could like do the outro now. Okay. Well, I so, what in what inspired? I have some questions. I mean, well, I guess one. Uh, what yeah. inspired? Uh, like, yeah. Um, okay. So wait. So uh, all the awkward moments that happened, they're all gonna be cut out for the after the final. Yeah. Piece, so we don't have to think about that. Okay. Sounds um, good. Well, and I can save them till the end, unless we want them on, on the recording. I mean, well, that's pretty much all the questions that we had, so we okay. move on. Yeah, how did you guys get into this? I mean, how did you hear about it, or how did you come about wanting to lean into this idea of being able to help others that uh, don't have access, um, and, and being able to kind of get those individuals bikes and, and help them find their passion. I know how I would be able to fall in love with it, but I, I had never heard about it before um, until you guys had reached out. Yeah. Oh, funny story, actually. So, like, um, our friend named Arya, he's the one who kind of runs the show behind everything. He's the one who, like, founded uh, the organization. He's the one who, like, runs it these days. Um, personally, for me, I joined because... I think it was because like I had nothing else to do, right? Because I was um, stuck at home and I decided like, hey, like, because uh, I remember I was scrolling through social media one day and I saw like a post that my friend had posted. It was about like, oh, like we have this like organization called Wheels for All and our job is to like provide um, bikes and stuff to people who can't afford them. And I was like, I mean, like I haven't really done much in terms of like helping the community especially since recently it's not been that easy to do that anyways. So I decided, you know, like, why not? Like, why not do a little, you know, thing on the side for helping our community? That's how I joined. Yeah, I think for That's me, amazing. Like, I mentioned like roller skating over the summer. Like sometimes I'd steal my brother's bike and stuff. And um, it was like, I had, even though it was like a pandemic, I kind of had fun like over the summer because we just went biking everywhere. Like it was just me and one of my other friends. And we would bike like all day for like miles and miles and it was just fun and it was like nice outside and everything so um i definitely i don't think i would have uh, done this if we were still in school but if yeah i was kind of i ran across it like one of my friends showed it to me 
and I was like might as well just give it a try like it's fun yeah oh it's incredible uh I absolutely love it so was it how long has Wheels for All been around was it just started this year or last year I think it was I think it like came to be around maybe this time last year or something around that oh wow yeah and I joined in the in the summer very cool and how many bikes have you guys donated already or been able to provide um over 100 actually so that's been pretty cool that's awesome yeah oh cool and how many so is it just the three of you or how oh no we have have lots yeah we have across the country and we have yeah we have like divisions that have been set up in like several different states like we have like here like the two of us we're in illinois right now and i think we have we have divisions in like new jersey florida and places and georgia as well i think so oh that's awesome yeah that's pretty cool so all right so illinois jersey florida and where else georgia georgia okay wow that's pretty incredible that fast you guys were able to make an impact that quickly where in illinois are you guys um chicago suburbs yeah my wife's from west suburbs Mm -hmm. uh neighborville the west yeah i actually yeah i'm i'm from there no way. Are, she went to a Wabonzi. <laughs> wait, I go wait, I go there too. I, that's no way. That's my school. W A U B O N S I E. Oh wait, um yeah, that's my school actually. Wait, um where did you guys like meet? Like how'd you guys meet up? Yeah. So I am originally from Georgia. Um and my dad mentioned he was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about taking a job relocating and it's either going to put me in uh, St. Louis, uh, Arizona, Phoenix, or Scottsdale or um, Orange County. And I'm not sure, but I am going to be flying out to Arizona um, in March if you want to go. And I'm like, all right, dope. That sounds cool. Like spring break in Arizona. Why not? Um, Arizona State, I know is a big party school, so I'll go check it out. Um, And then he ended up finding a house that he locked down And we ended up getting the keys to it while I was out here. Um, And so we ended up, I think it was spring break 2008. Um, My wife, so I was in a fraternity. Um, This is probably like how my passion for cycling came to be or my interest in in cycling was through the fraternity. They would actually do a, um, it's called the Journey of Hope. And they ride bikes across America from San Francisco to Washington, D.C. Uh, at the footsteps of the Capitol. Um, they do it every every summer. So that was like super inspirational for me. But that group of guys, we ended up going on spring break together and coming back. Um, we're unloading my buddy's car and I looked over at the pool and there was this beautiful blonde that was sitting out of the pool. And I'm like. I should go talk to her. So we met at college um, and it sounds like me being a total creep, uh, being like, hey, what's your name? (laughs) Uh, And then the rest is history. That was uh, 2008 and we're celebrating uh, on the 15th, uh, our seventh anniversary, wedding anniversary. (laughs) That's really Um, cool. 
Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot yeah. your shot. So <laughs> anytime you yeah. get the chance, don't be afraid. It's like something, it's like something you would hear about like in the movies, you know, like, like how, like how some people meet. Yeah. It, I, it, I honestly, if you would have told me then, I mean, I felt like I fell in love at first sight. She wanted nothing to do with me. She was like, Oh my God, it's like another frat guy. Um, this guy is so lame and she like blew me off. Uh, I tried to set a date with her and she ended up turning it into like a, a group hang um, with a bunch of other people. And I was like, man, I am going to win her over. I am a, I am a good guy. I know that I'm a catch and she's beautiful. So I'm just going to keep at it. And, uh, and the rest is history. Finally won her over. <laughs> but yeah, she, um, she moved here in 2005 and then her, uh, her brother also went to Wobonzi. He was on the wrestling team. Um, so God, when did he graduate? I, you, I don't know. If, do you guys have older brothers that went to, or siblings that went to Wobonzi as well? No, I'm the oldest in my family. Okay. I was going to say, may you, there may be somebody, uh, Vikela, if you're familiar, um, Gosh, I'm trying to think who has younger siblings. Carla Russo, those, the Carla Russos. Um, no, <laughs> worth a shot. Nine degrees of separation. Everybody's connected somehow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, well, is there anything that, I can do for you guys and and as far as this your initiatives business initiatives go um I would love to stay in contact with you guys as we continue to grow and if there's a way that um we can help in, in any way shape or form I'd love to be able to make an impact we're obviously trying to get um you know lifted off the ground ourselves but uh definitely don't want to lose contact I love what you guys are doing um, I, I think it's absolutely amazing. That's something that, you know, Jason and I, when we connected cycling is uh, predominantly when you look at it, white male, <laughs> and we want to break that and, and make it inclusive. Um, and, uh, I think a lot of it comes from that ability to access it. Cycling, you know, is not a cheap sport, um, or hobby, uh, for that matter. So, um, even myself, you know, I'm looking at bikes and I'm like, oh, that's so expensive. I don't know. Maybe uh, I should put it towards the college, kids' college fund. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I think everybody should be able to at least have one bike, um, even as a kid. Um, so, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing um, and would love to, to stay connected as things go on, um, as time goes on. And, keep you guys posted on the launch and they, do you focus specifically, forgive me for um, not having all my homework done, but is it for adults and, and low income family adults, or is it mostly for kids that you focus um, on or? Well, yeah, we try to focus on kids because like, you know, how like kids, like, you know, yeah. every, every, you know, like every kid has a bike, you know, so we want to kind of, you know, just help them out, help the ones who can't afford one, you know? Yeah. Really I literally to kids it's like for anyone it's not limited but you know yeah 
how do you identify the families? Um, it, or is it a community outreach? Yeah, or? we kind of reach, I think we reach out to like communities and then we like kind of like organize everything from there. Very cool. Very cool. Man, I literally, my wife just sold my youngest bike and I wish I would have connected with you guys sooner, but they're continuing to grow. They grow like little weeds. Um, so the bikes that they have now, I know they'll eventually grow out of. So um, we'll yeah. be in touch. I'll let you know yeah. if, if they don't completely destroy them and they're they're reusable or, or how does it work? Is it via donation or? Yeah, so like, um, because obviously like if, because like, kids they grow up right so like maybe like a kid starts out with like a small bike and then over the years they get they get bigger bikes so the smaller bikes after they like they don't they're not useful to the original kid anymore um yeah. usually they get donated and then we fix them up if there's any like issues and then we then we uh donate them to low-income families that's amazing um and who do you guys like, do you go to bicycle shops that repair it or how well, does... we have a, we have an, we have an engineering team. They're pretty talented. And so they, Dope. they do the heavy lifting. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, well, they could probably teach me a few things because I still have to take my bike in the shop and I feel like I don't know enough about it. <laughs> I would love to have like full autonomy, uh, and being able to, to manage it myself. So that's super cool that that you guys do that. I absolutely love it. Um, do you have like branded partnerships that you work with already? Uh, I'm not exactly sure about that actually. We might have like some like other nonprofit organizations that we partner with to kind of like, yeah. like, you know, like for projects and stuff. But yeah. other than that, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. And maybe, you know, as we, as we continue to grow and launch, we can help um, oh, yeah, promote yeah. with you guys, cross promote, collab, I think is what they call it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a, that's a really good idea. I think um, I'll definitely let everyone else know about that. Yeah, yeah, keep me posted. Well, awesome. I, I think those are all the questions that I have for now. I guess, where do you, um, just so I know, where do you guys, keep your podcasts or interviews or uh, share them? Um, this one was the first one we're actually like recording with the faces and everything. Um, the other ones are on, are not all, <laughs> um, not all of them are posted yet. We're still like editing them and getting them out. We're trying to do like one per week, but this one's going to be on YouTube and Spotify. Oh, amazing. Oh gosh. Well, uh, please don't make me sound like a total dork. <laughs> My brother's actually uh, editing, so I'll make sure to tell him that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, no, I am totally cool with. Uh, you guys have creative freedom. Um, well, I you'll have to send me the link once you guys get through with the editing, and um, I'd love to be able to share it. You know, through the the brand building, I have started to build up a little bit of a following. I I am like. If there's a micro influencer, I would call myself even smaller than that, like a nano uh, <laughs> or whatever may even be even smaller than that. Um, but, you know, I have started to connect a little bit more kind of with the global cycling community um, and have like 2,700 followers um, 
and would love to be able to share out to them news about you guys once the podcast is done if, if you're okay with it yeah of course awesome awesome we'll do well i i imagine well david you have my cell phone number so um feel free to shoot me a text once it's it's up and i do subscribe to uh spotify as well so i will uh I'll keep a lookout how do you guys like doing the the podcast you're really good at it it doesn't feel like this well you said this is only your first one with the faces i should have primped um how do you guys like doing it it is it something that you do on a weekly basis or i feel like i am not a good interviewer um I think honestly, I think honestly, like this episode is probably one of the best episodes. Um, oh, but yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for me or for you? <laughs> um, well, I guess for everyone. I don't know. But basically, we okay. reach out to we, we reach out to people on Instagram. That's our most. Um, that's like that's how we usually reach out to people, and then and then we kind of like arrange like a date and time, and maybe we try to get to know them, like get a basic idea of what they do. And then, yeah, then it just goes from there. And then after we're done, um, Harika's brother is actually in charge of like editing and making everything look fancy. And then, and then it goes out and then it gets released. That's so cool. You guys, I love it. Like keep this energy, keep doing this. It is super cool. Um, I think you guys will, you guys will, will become a, a huge thing and I'm sure you'll connect with some really, really awesome and, probably more official, uh, talented uh, cyclists um, other than me, but um, I'm honored. I really am. Thank you so much for, for reaching out to me. This was super cool. Um, and thank you so much for telling me more about Wheels for All um, and giving me an opportunity to, to share a little bit about my story. Yeah. Actually, for our first episode, actually, we interviewed another cycler like cyclist he's, he's kind of similar to you i think he's like in his 20s i think and he's from denmark actually which is really cool but i think Very i think cool. you guys are like really similar so maybe i could like introduce you out or something like that i think that'd be yeah that'd be dope i love meeting other cyclists i you know every ride has its own story that's like a movie and um, you know, there's a lot of the guys that are out there right now are just so super talented with what they share. Um, there, there's like this hybrid culture that's occurring with cyclists and photographers. And I, I love seeing the shots that the guys are doing just on their own. Um, it, it's so super cool. So yeah, any, anybody introduction wise, um, would love to meet with any other cyclists and we'll do some, some virtual coffee yeah um well that's all for today thanks to everyone for tuning in if you guys enjoyed the podcast follow us on instagram at wheels for all and check out our website wheelsforall.org thank you so much for joining us on roll on today heath you can check out our instagram at h-e-e-z-y is there anything else you'd like to add before we start off no um thank you so much for having me this was uh i had a blast um, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about my story and teach me a little bit more uh, about Wheels for All. And, you know, uh, thank you for sharing my Instagram handle as well. Feel free to, to follow me. I'll be obviously I'm already following you all, but, um, you know, you guys can everyone can run with us and can't wait to see uh, the impact that you guys are going to have.
really great stuff. Yeah, it was great having you. Um, I'll see you all next time. This is Harika and David signing off.